So I, I said I was going to limit my kids' clothing. I was not going to let them have excessive amounts of clothes like they did before. Like they would have clothing that they never wore. Yeah. Because they'd I have so much. I say I'm going to do this, but I never do. So I was really good, and they only had so many items for school start. We bought five new outfits for each of them for school. Okay. And, you know, they got their two new pairs of shoes each because they needed new shoes. Always. And I was like, that's it. I'm not going to get them anything else. But it, it, it actually isn't enough clothing. <laughs> Like, they keep running out of clothes. And even though they do their own laundry, like, it's it's not enough clothing for that. So they only have pairs of, like, five pairs of shorts and five pairs of... They have, like, set... I think they have a total of ten outfits each. See, in theory, that sounds like a lot, but then it doesn't... Yeah, but it doesn't actually work out because it's a week and a half of clothes. Okay. See, so, and technically, yeah. if you're doing laundry once a week, then you should be you should fine. be fine, but they they wait, they don't do it. And then sometimes, you know, they'll come home from school super sweaty and I make them take a shower right when they get home from school. And I'm like, well, we're going to go out for dinner. So now they have to put on a fresh outfit. Oh. Which I make them, I call it their play clothes now. I'm like, you have an outfit that you designate where you wear it every day when you get home if we go out after you've taken your shower. Because you're not really getting it dirty. Yeah. Just running to the store and then that's it. But <laughs> I was like, I need to buy them some more clothes. So I decided I'm going to surprise them. I bought them their picture day outfits. Aww. And I decided this year the theme is going to be plaid. Oh, no. Because <laughs> last year they all wore what they wanted and they looked terrible. <laughs> they're, they're all very different types of plaid. Anna's is pink. Bella's is blue. Tony's is green. So they're in their colors. And uh, I bought them some pants, you know, so they'd have a nice full outfit set. But, yeah, I was like, I'm going to – I'm just going to buy them a whole new set of clothes. <laughs> And then I decided, well, since I'm buying this one outfit, they probably could use one more. So then they'll have like at least 12 outfits. And That's so, like two weeks. A little bit less than two yeah, weeks. Yeah. So then they now have another outfit that I bought alongside just a random outfit to play in. See, I don't buy clothes. Mm -hmm. People, People just give them. give us clothes. And I still said, oh, we don't need that. Like we need to limit it. And yeah. I still have a lot of clothes. And then someone just yesterday gave me three bagfuls of clothes. Oh, really? <laughs> for the girls and Jackson. Yeah. And it's all a size up, which is awesome because. Yeah. But now you got to hold I, on to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I never buy clothes. So I'm always like, why do we need this much? We don't need this much. But then I always end up keeping it because I'm like, well, I'm not spending money on it. So it's yeah. not like I'm being wasteful. Yeah. Like, it's fine. But then they end up wearing the same stuff anyway. Yeah. So I don't know why I have all this stuff. So yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do because these new three bags, some of them are going to be where the girls are now and mm -hmm. some of it's not. And I'm like, do I even keep the stuff that's there now? Yeah. But between grandparents and people having pity on us and bringing even <laughs> us clothes, I like never buy anything. Yeah. I honest sometimes will take a couple hand-me-downs from Bella, but really not. Like, she's not really into it. She wants her own clothes. And I can't, I can't falter because I wore hand-me-downs for my sister and I hated it. No, I totally get it. And then their background, you kind of were like, you know what? Yeah. You deserve and you're worth having your own stuff. Yeah. Like, why do you need to share underwear? You don't. Yeah, you, you know? don't. <laughs> so I totally get wanting to do, wanting to have her to have her own stuff. Yeah. Like it's a small thing for you to do for her to feel yeah. loved, you know, yeah. and comfortable. So we'll it's see. Not, it's not expensive. It's not like you're going out to like no. expensive places and spending $40 jeans. You're buying like Target. Yeah. And I mean, Bella's not, she's not growing taller. She's growing wider, but <laughs> not taller. I'm hoping she stops growing wider. 
Tony is growing taller, so he's going to be kind of problematic for a while because he's on that cusp. Like, he can kind of wear extra large boys width-wise, but length-wise, he's not there. He's taller than the, the length. But the men's clothing is too wide on him. So he's just high-watering it. <laughs> oh, man. And I don't know when we're going to get to the point that we can get him to the nice slender men's clothing. But he's growing so rapidly. Like this summer, he shot past me. <gasps> well, that wasn't hard to do. It's, it's not. I'm only 5'3". I mean, <laughs> but he was 5'1 for a long – over the summer is always his growth period. I don't know what it is. But in the summer, he grows the most every year. And When's he grew birthday? a lot. Uh, in August. August. I wonder if there's like scientific of like when you have your growth spurred surfaces different. Maybe. I feel like it's a lack of stress. Like there's a societal stress, school stress that's keeping him down in the summer. He can just run around and he's not stressing out at night when he sleeps. So he's getting great sleep. And when he wakes, you know, it's just him growing. No, that makes sense. Like he went to Boy Scout camp and grew a quarter of an inch. So it's like. The girls grew so much that first Mm-hmm. six months and yeah. granted yes they were nine months but like more than they yeah yeah on average because they were getting nutrients they were yeah. eating they had sleep, oh yeah the first know? year we had our kids they grew over six inches each yeah there's something to that yeah jackson is in six now he's really? like six seven and this makes me sad i pushed him into five because i don't want to cry <laughs> but he's now big yeah like he's not He's bigger now than the average five-year-old, which is so weird because he's always been so small than the average of his age. Yeah. But just... He had a growth spurt. He had a growth spurt, and now he's going to be tall. My poor sister, though, because her son is two years younger than Tony. He's on his age. But I give him all of Tony's clothes. But Tony's having so many growth spurts. I'm like, I have more clothes for you. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, you're going to have it. And she always takes it because she's like, look, now I don't have to buy my kids clothes. He's like... I love it. She's like, I just have to buy him socks and underwear and shoes. And I'm like, yep, take them. Yeah. I, I love getting used clothes because yeah. it's just another expense that I don't have to do. Yeah. I'm not a shopper. It's not like I enjoy that. Yeah. And I also feel like I'm not teaching the girls to want that or love that. Yeah. It's like it's almost like they ne- we never – I was talking to Kate. I was talking to Kate and she was like, yeah, we go to Target and I give – her daughter like a little like limit and sometimes mm-hmm. she picks out a, a like a t-shirt or something like yeah she picks out like a piece of clothing and i'm like oh my gosh zandy would never like neither of the girls they would go straight to the toys yeah and even when i say okay let's go pick out this after two minutes they're like can we go to the toys yeah like they're just not into it so i'm hoping yeah. i can like steer them from the wanting to dress like the nice I will say- stuff and wanting to have that like they have their style. Yeah. Lexi wears jeans and, and T-shirts and mm-hmm. Sandy wears all the dresses. Like they have their style, but it's not like ingrained of like, this is who I am. It's more yeah. like, this is what I like versus this is who I am, which I'm hoping stays like that, especially for a female, you know, like just the looks don't have to be as important. Yeah. I think where the, the autonomy comes in is, is kind of junior high because Anna all through really, really the summer was the first time she was like, well, do I get to have a say in what I wear? And Look, we get into the Walmart girls section. She's not wearing sexy crop tops. Like, I have limits. But yeah. she picked out, like, a shirt with some cats on it and a pair of watermelon leggings because that's what she liked. And I was like, that's fine. These are totally age-appropriate. They're cute. That's fine. But Bella, you know, Bella I have to watch because she wants the autonomy of picking out her own clothes. And I let her do it one year. She, like I said, what? She's like, I want some skirts. She never wore those skirts. I spent $100 on skirts oh, that she this. never wore. And I was pissed and then she cut some of them up and i was more pissed oh i would be so mad 
So with Bella, I we went shopping and there were a couple items, not a lot, but a couple. She's like, oh, I want this. And I said, I'm going to be honest, you're not going to wear that. You like it in the store. It is super cute. But and I pointed out a couple areas and I said, because of these, you're not going to feel comfortable enough to wear this in front of other what people. Did she do? She's like, you're right. I said, let's find another shirt. Let's find another pair of pants. And she found stuff she loved. She loved everything she bought. She was super excited. All the kids did a fashion show for their grandparents. Aww. You know, all the clothing that they got. Uh, Tony is interesting because I thought he would want, because he's turning, he turned 13. I thought he would want some more adult looking clothes, like older. But he like picked a, a cat shirt and a pizza shirt. Why not? And I was like, go, go ahead. I'm fine. Yeah. I don't mind you wearing this. So it's interesting to see where your kids sort of fall. Like Bella wanted a shirt with skulls. It was fine. I let her get a shirt with some skulls on it. I'm like, what? She's very goth. And then she got a Selena shirt, um, which is black and white. And she got a black and white plaid shirt. And then I can't remember what the other, there's another shirt she got that was long sleeves, but I can't recall what it is. But when we got to the the final t-shirt, I'm like, there will be color on this. <laughs> you will have clothing with some color, and, and so that's she did. Be set, sit in the closet yeah. and never wash. <laughs> no, she wore it. She wore it on the first day of school. She liked it. I mean, I definitely I gave her her guidelines. I said, but I gave her her guidelines within reason. I said, you bought a pair of black pants that has like all this multicolored speckling over it, and then you got a pair of blue sweats that has this striping on the side that's gold and white. Pick something that's going to match these items, and she's like, oh, okay, I can do that. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I just said, look, you're going to want some variety in your wardrobe. Is there a go-to store you go to? Because you, you wait for the outlets in Vegas, right? I Well, we just do it in Vegas because it's easier and it's kind of some activity to do when they're going ape shit in the house. So we always start at Walmart and then we go to Old Navy and then we finish up at Target. And the reason we finish up at Target is because of Bella. not Not anything she's done personally. But the clothing she fits in at Target, I find inappropriate. Yeah. And I find it to be too many crop tops. Like, it's all crop tops and, like, tight things. And it's crazy. Like, super short shorts. And I don't find it appropriate. So I always circle back around to Target as the last location to buy items. And she bought all of her stuff at Walmart and Old Navy this year. So she didn't even need anything from Target. And so she was fine. We got a hoodie for Anna at Target. And I think a hoodie for Tony at Target. That was the only thing we ended up getting. Their stuff's pretty cute for Target? Tony and Anna's age, yeah, for little kids, but for teen girls, it gets gross. I'm it's inappropriate, and I'm not letting her wear it. Old Navy is great for her age. It's fashionable, it's trendy, but it's still very sporty. It covers her up, and I'm not a prude. Like I'm not a prude at all. I just don't think girls need to be wearing crop tops. I don't think they need to be wearing these short, 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 yeah. shorts. Like, they're so short. I'm like, yeah. can you have a crotch, please? Yeah. Like, come on. And they wouldn't even be allowed to wear them on campus anyways. Like, based on the clothing yeah, I don't policy. Know how people... So, I, I don't have... understand what... Yeah, I don't understand why Target does this. Like, why do you have this section? You've completely cut out your teen market. No, because the teen market still does it. They just don't wear it at school. Yeah, I guess you know? so. Like, there's... I mean... That it sells. There's still it's still happening. Yeah. I just don't understand why you wouldn't want. Have I don't like wearing Target clothing. because that's everyone's go-to. Yeah. So then everyone's wearing the same thing, and I'm like, meh. I'm literally wearing Target head to toe right now. Just so you know. <laughs> I'm wearing my Burbank Comedy Festival's T-shirt from last year. I love my tar- I mean, my underwear. If I'm thinking about it right now, yeah, my underwear and my bra are both Target as well. I have an underwear that I like. That's like yeah. that seamless one from Target. I if I'm gonna buy something for the kids, mm-hmm. I go to Primary.com. 
Mm. And it's all solid colors. Yeah. That's it. It's, there's no graphics on them. There's no nothing. I just buy them. I usually end up for the winter. We'll buy them each yeah. a hoodie and I'll let them pick the color out and it's like solid. Yeah. Fine. And then I'll put with my little heat transfer machine thing, mm-hmm. I'll put something they like on it, like a unicorn or like a mm-hmm. soccer ball or something weird on it. Um, But I if I have to buy something. That's where I yeah. go to is primary.com. It's all solid colors. And I'm like, yeah. this is what I like. I wish they had it for me. Because <laughs> then I would just be like, T-shirt in every color. Thank you. But they don't. Yeah. You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. What to talk about. I saw Dora. The girls wanted to see that. And I was like, no. It was terrible. They're it was like, so it was terrible. A, they thought it was like a kid's movie. It is a kid's movie, and it's terrible. But it seemed like it was it's, more like an oh, a adult movie no. about kids' stuff that's supposed to be funny and no, sarcastic. No, it's like kids who've heard, who've seen clips of Indiana Jones and decided to write a movie with Dora. It's like every trope, there's fart jokes, there's poop jokes. It's yeah, so but it's like for bad. No, it's not for teenagers. I promise you, it is not for teenagers. They may have teenage kids, but it's stupid. It is so bad. I was. I mean, my kids loved it. They thought it was of great. Of course, because it was. But it's not for it's teenagers. Like Hard jokes, and I, I, yeah. I was like, no. Like, this is no. It's like, it literally like watching the anime. Like trip on acid or something. No, <laughs> not at all. It's you want to trip on acid. You wish you were on acid watching this movie. This movie is so I don't know how it has eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What's wrong with you people? What is wrong with you? It's obnoxious. Every running gag. Like I was talking to Bobby about it because we were trying to analyze what would have made it better. And I'm like, it had to be like that Brady Bunch Not movie. That, it. Well, yeah, that's first of all. But like the Brady Bunch movie in the '90s did a whole wink and a nod at the cheesy cheerfulness of the Brady Bunch. Right? Right. Like they're a whole family that's out of place. But they love each other and they're going to live their life being who they are. And it's a fish out of water story is basically what the Brady Bunch movie is with like another, you know, secondary line running through about losing the house. But the whole family is this cheery, silly way. Right? Yeah, they're Brady Bunch the way they are. In Dora, it's only Dora. Her parents like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you acting like this? What I'm like... The hell, her whole family is normal, and she's the only one that's like, let's sing a poop song. Let's sing a da 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 da. Let's blah 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 blah. I'm like, this is so obnoxious. Like, yeah, everybody hates your guts. And if the parents had been just as like weird as her, it would have made more sense. But her character feels so out of place because nobody like her likes is like her. And everybody acknowledges what she's doing is weird. And it's not. It just didn't feel right. They're like, oh, in the show, they always say things in English than in Spanish. So we're going to do that again and again and again. And oh, in the show, we sing a song for all these little things. And we're going to do that joke again and again and again. And then we're going to bring it up like sometimes the song makes you feel better. And you're going to do it again. And it was not (laughs) fun. It was so tedious. Halfway through, I was like, oh, dear God. I know we're not even near the end of this story. Oh, and like the reveal of who the villain was, it's like obviously, like y- you know, there's no surprise to the f- 
plot. There's no surprise to the story. You know exactly how it's going to end. You know exactly how it's going to play out. You know exactly everything if you've ever seen any kind of Indiana Jones style film. Oy. Because it's all, all the tropes are there. And then they've just got a layer of annoying on top. Ugh. And that girl is adorable because she was the oldest daughter in Instant Family. It's not her. It's the script. It's, it's her, everything it's else. It's that person? Yeah, it's that girl. She's playing Dora. Really? And she's charming, and she's trying to do whatever she can with this script, but the script blows. It is not like Jumanji where it looks like a kid's film, but it's not. It's a kid's film. It's a kid's film wrapped to look like a teen flick, but it's a kid's film. Well, I didn't want the kids to see it. I was like, this is, no, you, no. It's for like six and seven-year-olds. They're the ones who are going to think it's cool and funny. Like, there's a whole quicksand fart scene. Like, Boots does not trip on acid. Boots does nothing. I thought he did something with drugs or something. No. Nope. Like, he got high somewhere no. or did mushrooms or something. No, that's like the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> oh, geez. Which was just batshit crazy. Like, I saw that with the kids. SpongeBob, I knew that show was kind of more adult oriented. But we saw that movie, and I was like, this movie is tripping balls. Like, <laughs> it was so weird. I actually enjoyed it. and I, But my our kids were bored stiff because it was so bizarre and weird and didn't make sense. And I'm like, I'm totally in. I'm like, I don't watch SpongeBob, and now I'm in. I'm in. This is great. You're like, this is amazing. And the kids were like, this sucks. <laughs> so... Uh, we have a very different opinion. They loved the Dora movie. I did not. They did. They like the SpongeBob movie now. They did not like it when it came out. I'm looking forward to the troll movie. Yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, DreamWorks always has their stupid poop jokes and their fart jokes, which drive me bonkers. Like they have to. They actually have a requirement that one of those types of jokes has to be in every movie. Why? I don't know. Because Jeffrey wants it. Jeffrey's a strange man. When I worked at DreamWorks, he was an odd, odd man. I remember like. Because, like, the three of the vice presidents or something were women. And he would get up and he would do these big, lengthy, like, they were supposed to be 30 minutes long. And they would sometimes run, like, 90 minutes. Him talking, giving the State of the Union sort of, like, every month. And I remember Boy. one time he's, like, talking about his vice president. He's like, or as I like to refer to them, my brides. And I was like, what, Jeffrey? <laughs> That's he's interesting. Like, You're such a weirdo. And then he always had to have a um, caffeine-free Diet Coke. And he could taste if the Diet Coke was expired. Yeah, he talked about this Yeah, before. and if he was expired, like, he would like, flip out. But working at DreamWorks was a great experience. I really enjoyed it there. But yeah, they have a requirement for a poop or a butt fart joke in every I mean, it movie. hits a whole demographic of males. Like, <laughs> even so older males. Lame. It's so crazy. I, I've never enjoyed it. I actually want to see their film, um, Abominable, I think it's called. They uh, have a film about like a Yeti that I was oh. like, oh, that actually looks really cute. And I really want to see that one. The kids want to see trolls. It's fine. It's going to be not. Oh, I want to see trolls. Like that's I like the first one. I think it's the fun. I thought it was fun. And mm -hmm. I, I just love Justin Timberlake. Yeah. So I think my fan dumb from him wants me oh, to see gotcha. it again. I'm going to have to suffer through Angry Birds 2 again. Oh, we're, no. See, this is where you're usually like bulldozing like that. Nah. And me, I'm like, no, we don't watch those things. I don't want to watch them. We're not watching them. We're done. It's we're not watching Dork. We're not watching Angry Birds. We're not watching any of those stupid Kid the kids movies. love going to the movies, and the, the here's the problem I have with movies right now. There's no good in-between film. There's no good teen flick, really, that's coming out. It's either really adult and scary, or it's, you know, kid kiddie films. 
And I know people might argue, oh, well, the Marvel movies or the DC ones, those are really intense. Those are really intense. And Civil War was boring. <laughs> and it was I so bad. I don't even know which that and one like, is. And, like, that really disturbed, tone, like, Tony, like, got really upset watching Civil War. And they're older now, and they've watched a <coughs> lot of these sort of superhero movies, so they're better. But y- you still have this massive issue with, like, it's violent. There's profanity. There's a lot of sexual stuff going on. And you don't love showing that to your kids. Wonder Woman, I felt, was the closest to, to a good teen-ish film for kids. But there's still a lot of violence in it. Yeah. Still a lot. I don't think there was profanity. There might have been profanity, but it didn't stand it's out gonna It's going to take a while for the girls to be able to handle that. Because they're more sensitive to these things. Yeah. They're sensitive to not only content, but actual editing. Yeah. Like, if it's a choppy editing, like Transformers, mm-hmm. the Lego movies, like, their brains get wild up and they get end up getting scared with the littlest things or they yeah. get it triggers them mm-hmm. so we can't do it we're watching the dc hero girls or something mm-hmm. and after two episodes we had to stop it because we could already tell their brains were ramped yeah so some of these <laughs> it's even not even content it's like the editing style so i'm a totally bad parent i let my kids watch brooklyn 99 and the good place because the good place they have new episodes i haven't started watching them yet uh, the problem is that I would watch these, and the more recent episodes are a lot more tame than the earlier episodes in terms of like sex jokes and things like that, and drug jokes. So <laughs> they wanted to go back and rewatch it, and I was like, "Oh shit," because it was it was talking, you know, it was very sexual. But I don't know. Now they're in junior high, and Bella's in high school. I'm like, I kind of got to give them a little bit of wiggle room. Like I can't. Let them be the only kids not watching TV. In oh some no, ways. my kids will be the only kids not watching TV. It's gonna be bad. Well, I mean, I think you have to. My father always had this theory because my father never censored anything for the most part. Like I saw rated R films when I was little, and his whole philosophy, which I have embraced, is you can watch these movies and things, but watch them with your kids and explain it to them. Like you don't sit them in front and go, "All right, have at it." You know, he was always going to go, this is movie making. This isn't real. This isn't real life. This can't really happen. Or they're using this language here to make a point. So, like, I told our kids, because there was some movie, and they started using, like, the F word. I'm like, um, you're not a superhero just avoiding a missile being launched at you. So, therefore, you can't use that word. (laughs) No, I actually like that philosophy. And when they're, I guess, more Tony and Bella's age. Mm Mm-hmm then it'll make more sense. Like, I'll let them probably watch more. But right yeah. now, it's more like, they're eight years old. Go ride your bike. Yeah. Like, you need to be out riding your bike. That's why I really want our house and why I want to pull so badly. I want to pull really badly for two reasons. One, in the conversation we're having right now, mm-hmm. I want our place to be the hangout place. Yeah. I want it to be a safe place for all the kids to come out, hang out. And we're going to have to let them watch TV for that. Cause yeah. <laughs> Let's go to let's go to the twins' house where we can't watch anything. Like, yeah, that's not gonna work, you know. So I understand that. Like I wanted our place because my mom was brilliant in that. Our place was always the meetup place. Mm-hmm. Our place was always the hangout place. And my mom always knew what was happening. She knew yeah. all my friends. My friends. I went to college and they would come back and say hello to her because she <laughs> knew them. Yeah. Four years of high school, th- us meeting there, and half the time we'd be like, "Okay, we'll just watch a movie here." Yeah. Okay, we'll just watch a movie here. Hey, mom, can we order pizza? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. You know. So I want our house to be the hangout. Yeah. Place. So because of That's that, fine. I know I'm gonna give in to the screen time for a lot more. And then yeah. two, I don't. I want to pull because I can't take Jackson anywhere. 
That's yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Bobby and I are trying to work our way through like the top 100 movies you're supposed to watch with your kids. So on movie night, it's always mom and dad's choice. The kids don't get to pick what they want to watch. And they're surprised sometimes about the things they enjoy. Like um, we just watched, it's a very tame film, but Meet Me in St. Louis oh, with yeah. Judy Garland. It's one of my favorite movies. And the kids thought they were going to hate it. And then they turned out they loved it. And they thought it was so funny. Even Tony didn't mind that it was a musical. He thought it was funny, the stuff that was happening. Um, so we we definitely try to show them that. We try to show them more intense films that uh, from from previous years. Just like we show them Gone with the Wind. Yeah, we plan on doing you know? that as soon as they're old enough. But I mean, yeah. I'm, like my kids are sensitive. So it's not going to be. I mean, they're eight. So I think Mimi and St. Louis, well, no, they're, they're actually like really we did, separate. We did, I always say shitty, shitty, bang, bang, but shitty, shitty, bang, yeah. bang. We did that one recently, and that was fun watching yeah. with them. Like, So we're doing some of these older ones. We yeah. did Poppins, Mary Poppins. I don't know why it's called I don't Poppins. Know. Mary Poppins Returns a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. I hate no, that one. So. It was the same story, just. It was a bad story. Anyways. Um, I don't like that. I'll tell you my criticism of Mary Poppins Returns. It, it did not, okay. They had a beautiful reason that Mary Poppins needed to be there it was not to save the house it should have been to save the family because his wife died and they don't know how to deal with the grief and the whole movie should have been about dealing with grief and not we need to have Dick Van Dyke make a special appearance so we'll go to the bank and he'll be in the bank and we can do a whole thing at the end making the the third act be about saving the house the house should never have been at risk the whole thing should have been about being a family and moving on. No, that makes complete sense. But that's too yeah. big of a subject. Well, like but that won't take those subjects on. If you think about the original Mary Poppins, the original Mary Poppins was a statement of saving. Pay attention to your children. Yeah, it was saving him from being a father. Like yeah, sa- and yeah. and I found that to be the biggest problem of this film is that one, it paces so closely to the original Mary Poppins. Oh my goodness. If you put it's them like side by side. Out. Yeah, if you put them side by side, I'm sure you're like, oh, this is the scene where they're up in the ceiling and now this is the scene where they're doing this and oh, this is the uh, lamplighter scene and now this is that's the chimney sweep scene. I, I felt the pacing was terrible. I did not like the music. Can you hum me a song from Mary Poppins Returns? No, but I wasn't half, I was half listening, half not. I was but imagine Mary Poppins. Can you, how many of those songs can you hum? Oh, completely. Did you know that Julie Andrews was supposed to do a cameo in it, and she refused? Oh, yeah, that's why it's Angela Lansbury. She refused because she was like, this isn't my show. I thought it's because she doesn't want to sing anymore because her voice is so damaged. No, I was told or read or Mm -hmm. remembered that it was because she was like, this isn't about me. This is She's Mary Poppins now. Like, if you want her to be Mary Poppins. Then she has to be Mary Poppins. Then she's Mary Poppins. Like, I'm not going to do a cameo. I mean, it was nice. It It was nice to see Angela Lansbury. I love her. She's in a really great movie your kids might enjoy called The Court Jester. Really? It's so funny. My kids love this movie. They've watched it over and over again with Danny Kaye. And Angela Lansbury is just stunning. I don't She's know like who Danny 20- Kaye is. Oh, he was a great comedian, uh, movie star back in the day. And it's got like the the vessel with the pestles, the brew that is true. And the <laughs> like it's what, very what's funny. What's it called? The Court Jester. So it's about a guy who works for like a Robin Hood kind of character, but he's like the cook or something. But he really wants to be involved with like returning the rightful heir to the throne. So he gets a task to return the baby. The baby is the rightful heir to the throne. And he has to get the baby to the castle and all this stuff. But he gets mistaken um, for being like the spy. But he's really not. He was just supposed to be the driver. But the guy who was supposed to meet up 
it gets killed like or something off to really? the side and all these hijinks ensue like the princess falls in love with him Is so he has to become a knight and they knight him and then he's got to battle this other knight and it's funny it's so funny is it on netflix or the movies i don't know i have the dvd because i love it so much it's really one of my favorite films yeah so i i love it and i watch a lot of classic films like they watch bringing up baby with spencer tracy and katherine hepburn no not oh, spencer no. tracy I can't remember who it is now. But anyway, it's Catherine Hepburn. That's why I watched it. Oh. Um, I've been called a Catherine Hepburn. I just, I love, I love watching old movies with them because they don't realize how good they can be and how much fun. And honestly, you can watch a quote unquote adult old movie. It's fine. And it's totally appropriate for kids these days. Oh, no, completely. Well, that's what we're starting to do. We're like, okay, what ones that are old that we can watch? Yeah. Well, mainly also movie night. We want to be entertained. We want to watch all these other movies all the time, like yeah. kid movies. And yeah. some of them, yeah, I can watch, but like I don't want to yeah. watch some of these. So it's like I trying to make movie night about us yeah. being together as a family. And then so in order for us, Chris and I, not to be on the phone, <laughs> we need yeah. to be intrigued in the movie. And so we watch, we pick it as well. Yeah. yeah, you have to. I go through the whole like MGM Classics musicals because that was my favorite stuff. I loved movie musicals growing up. It was my absolute favorite genre betty grable is my favorite performer so we watch a lot of those um we watch a lot of the black and white films because i'm like why is it in black and white because things were that way and actually my dad did a great thing because i was like don't show them what they want to watch they'll watch stupid shit over and over and over again so he started showing them like the old charlie chaplin and they love oh they love laurel and hardy really that's their they think they're like can you show me my dad had a quote once he put up where Anna's like Let's watch the film where he puts the crab in his pants, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and there's a, a a Laurel and Hardy episode where like he puts a crab, like a crab gets stuck in his pants and everything. So they love Laurel and Hardy. Comedy is gold. Comedy is comedy. I'll have to check that out though. I think yeah. the girls actually would like Laurel and Hardy because and and Laurel and Hardy they do have a lot of talking films, so it's kind of nice if they don't like the whole silent ones. But what's great about silent films is even if they have like a title card, it's like six words. It's not a lot of yeah, my you kids know. couldn't read it in the time that they needed. Um, it's not a lot of information. It's just like gadzooks, you know? <laughs> like, it's very little. The whole thing is pantomime, basically, that you're watching. Well, the, my kids love it. I have to check that out because I think they actually would love it. And there's a, yeah. there's a theater somewhere in Hollywood that mm -hmm. shows them. Yeah. So my kids are big on that. They love I Love Lucy. They love watching those. They love... So they, they do love See, a lot I, of these things. I got to watch out for the racial slurs and stuff, though. Because I don't think a Lucy lot of, has racial no, I'm not slurs, talking about Lucy, oh, yeah. but some of these older ones were sure. a little bit more racist. And so I got to be careful in what they're yeah. exposed to in that sense because it's, you know, my kids are black. Well, go with the, the silent ones. <laughs> That's what I was like, huh. Yeah. The silent ones I think would be fun. Yeah. Like Buster Keaton, they love. They've watched all the classic, like, silent comedy films. And so that's what my dad would show them, a lot of these old ones. And then he would show them serials, which are um, silent film serials or, or even ones like the, the science fiction ones from like the 40s and the 50s. You know, you would go to the movie theater and movie theater was an experience. Like you would go and you would see yeah. a serial before your movie, which would be like a quick five or ten minute chapter. So you'd have to come back the next week to see how it ended or, you know, to well, move on. Cool. And then they would have like news reports and everything. And then the movie would happen. So he's shown them a lot of those and... <coughs> With my dad, they get a lot more sort of classic film reference to and classic, like, weird, obscure stuff, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice to have that. Balance. Yeah. So, I mean, but they get modern stuff. Like, one movie night I finally want is, like, I've got to see Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> i got to finally watch that. 
And so we watched it with the kids, with my dad, and they, they loved it. So Didn't we talk about that one on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good one. It's a really good movie. You wouldn't like it because of the editing. It's going to really. Oh, no. I watched it and I liked uh, it. Yeah. The, the kids can't do it because of yeah. the editing. So that's the other thing. Like, yeah. There's so many little facets to that. Jackson's yeah. totally the third kid who's like going to watch all of it. <laughs> so it's. So yeah. we're like in the last couple chapters of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Deathly Hollows. Like we are almost done. Nice. And it is, I'm crying left and right and the girls <laughs> are like making fun of me. But. Rightfully so. We, the rule in our house was that we had to read all the books before yeah. we watched the movies. And so we're about to embark on watching all the Harry Potters. Oh, which yeah. Which will be fun. Okay. So switching yeah. gears, we're not talking Harry Potter yet. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> We're not switching gears that much. I'm watching Jane the Virgin. Oh. So funny. It's yeah. just a good blend of like over the top humor because it's mm-hmm. like making fun of telenovelas and then actual funness, like mm. actual comedy and actual like drama and stuff. It's I'm enjoying myself. We just finished Baskets, which is on FX. And that <laughs> we were watching the last episode last night. It ended in August. But we finally got around to watching the final episodes. And in the, the last episode, I'm like, is this a series finale? And Bobby's like, I don't know. I'm like, this feels like a series finale. Like, things are very finite feeling. And so we had to look it up. And I'm like, oh, no. They got canceled. The, they didn't get canceled. They just were done with their story after four seasons. I was like, no. <laughs> like, they wrapped up their stories. And I was like, I'm not happy but with it's not, this. It's not, it's not coming back, right? But it didn't get canceled. Like, sometimes the creators are like, we just have one more season left. Like, you know, Breaking Bad was that way. Breaking Bad, Vince Gilligan was like, I have a story, and this is my end. And, like, AMC would have done Breaking Bad for another 10 seasons. It was such a juggernaut for that them. That makes sense. Okay. But they were like, we're done. So, I, don't, I mean, I'm very difficult about getting into new shows. We rewatched The Office no, again. Um, we're starting, we're on, like, season two of Parks and Rec. And everybody's like, it gets great. And I'm just not getting into it. So, I'm... I really, like it. I'm really hesitant. I'm just. If you like ugh. Office, though, I think you would. Like, it's I. I, it's I not, like it. It's I like not it. doing it for me. Well, but, I like it. You probably won't. So just stop I mean, take, wasting your time. I have so many people who are telling me that it's it's right up my alley, and they're like, no, 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 you have to watch a couple. The first season's terrible. Then it gets it gets into its groove. So I'm just waiting for it to get into its groove. But I'm like, is this going to be Game of Thrones? Where I'm just going to be like, why did I waste my life? You know, possibly because I hate possibly. a Game of Thrones from the start to finish. The people who are saying yeah. this is right up your alley, do they know you like oh, yeah. that? Like they, yes. because in my head, I'm like, if I like it, you won't. Well, like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, we both like The Office. You're right. I will tell you. I'm just saying, like, in, in the rewatch the of The part, Office, I was surprised because I hated the character Robert California, the James Spader character. Wait, which and one's that one? He's the one who comes in, like, kind of after Michael Scott and everything. He's like, he's very strange. James Bader. Um, You're saying but, this name like I know oh, who it is. Well, sorry. The Robert California character. I really hated him the first time I watched it. And then I watched it this time. I'm like, this is the first manager they have that actually is a manager. Like, he has a really <laughs> sort of skewed, not normal, like, very kind of dark way of managing. But he legitimately is looking to find ways to make these people succeed and realize they have success within themselves. Like, um, he hires Andy to be the the manager because he moves up to, like, the vice president role. And Andy's like, well, why would I get this role? And everybody's, like, confused. Like, why did 
why did Andy get it? Why, why, what, you know, what was it? And they're, they're building these big manifestos in their head of why I didn't get it or why he got it, all these reasons. And it comes down to he's like, well, he's an underdog. And people like to root for an underdog. And people want to work for an underdog because they want the underdog to succeed. And you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, like, I, that makes total sense. And there's other episodes too where he would, like, it was very weird and abstract things he would say. And then at the very end, you're like, oh, that actually makes sense. That was a, that was a pretty great reason. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch it again now that I'm back in corporate world too. Because there's we, moments where I'm like. You better hurry because it's leaving Netflix. Okay. Then I bought it on DVD it. because DVD has enough. Like Bobby's like, buy it, buy it before it leaves. So we bought it. How much was it? I don't know, like 40 bucks. Well, that's not bad. For the entire series, yeah. I may do that. And it's got all the bonus features, which are fun. I may do that then. Um, I'm, I have no time yeah. right now. Well, I, I want to rewatch The Golden Girls. That's where I'm at right now. I want to start the Cosby show with the girls. Mm. I know. Yeah. And I'll explain to them, you know, the one on screen, not in the yeah. green room. Yeah. You know, like there's a good Cosby that's on film yeah. and there's a bad Cosby that's in the green room. Yeah. You know, the one that wears a sweater, not the one who takes it off. You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. So, but I, w- I really want to start that one with the girls, and yeah. I think we may do that over the Christmas break. Yeah, but. I mean, there's so there's so many difficult things. Like, I am going to jump back. Like, Disney is really ruining their classic films. We saw Aladdin. Yeah, I'm just I'm just boycotting and all the real ones. Oh I mean, I God. liked Beauty and the Beast. That was good. No, it was terrible. I thought that okay. one was terrible too. But Aladdin's even worse. Well, I heard Lion King has no emotion in it. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, because they're filming live animals and you can't. What are you going to do? Like, can you smile? Can you you do that again? Like, what are you going to do? Like, it's CGI over wild animals. Come on. They're not going to get much. Um, That's what I was like. The girls wanted to watch it. I was like, no. They I mean, they I don't think they've even watched Beauty and the Beast yet because the wolf scene is so intense. Oh, it's it's just terrible. I like the Beauty and the Beast. That's one also one of my favorite Disney movies, so maybe that's another reason why I liked it. I'm not looking forward to the Little Mermaid reboot, and it's not because she's black. That's not the reason. See, when we may watch that one because my girls need to see something, but I don't know if I. But all of Disney movies have this weird like. When you really stop to think about it, they're not good. No, they're not like moral stories. This is the other issue. Give your voice up for a boy. Mm, Do I really? Well, they're going to retcon it because that's what they do in all of these. Aladdin was retconned. Beauty and what the does Beast was, mean? like they go back and they fill in all the holes that people complain about. So like Belle uh, is is this genius who creates inventions and blah 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 and oh, but the whole village is under a spell, which is why they're so awful to her and like what? that makes no sense. The reason that's what they're doing though. That's they why didn't they go do that back for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, they did. She built a washing machine. Like girls shouldn't read, and then it turns out they're all under this magical spell, just like the castle. Because that they that was made for Maybe them to forget I that the castle. Because I didn't get that. Wow, yeah, <laughs> it's in there and it's terrible, and the beast is a jerk, and I just couldn't, I can't stand it, and I couldn't stand Aladdin. Oh, that one was painful, and the Little Mermaid's gonna be painful. Like it's just gonna be painful, and I'm not into it. I'm not into Mulan. Mulan's gonna be awful, and I love oh, I Mulan. Liked Mulan. I don't we think the live action's going to be bad. We probably won't do Mulan just because we like the other Mulan better. Chris, that's one yeah. of Chris's favorite. So I just, I'm kind of on those. And then, oh, God, they're so excited. And I'm like, how do I avoid this? Can I just send them into the theater themselves? Um, Star Wars looks so bad. 
and I can't take it anymore. And Anna's actually, she's kind of half in, half out, because I remember the trailer came up for one of the Star Wars films, and Belle's like, is that Leia? And Anna's like, no, it's just the other white girl. <laughs> I was like, and Anna made a valid point that I didn't realize. Like, every major Star Wars film, it's been like a white girl in the lead. Yeah. Like, it's a white girl, white girl, white girl, white girl, and they're just sort of over it. They're like, yeah. So, like, my kids, I think that's why they see a lot of these animated films, or they really wanted, I think this is why Belle really wanted to see Dora and Anna, too, because it's a girl that looks like them. It's a dark-skinned Hispanic girl. No, that makes sense. It's not a light-skinned one. It's a dark-skinned Hispanic girl who's the hero of a story. And how often do you see that? But that, I'm, I'm really confused at who played her then, because the person who played the oldest in Modern Family is not Instant Family. Instant Family. The adoption oh, film. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot yeah. more sense to me now. Because I was sitting here <laughs> going, how? What? Yeah, Instant Family. I'm confused. Instant Family is a totally different yeah. movie than Modern Family, is. which isn't even a movie. <laughs> no. This makes a lot more sense now. Okay, okay. Good. I was really confused. When we, when we go see movies, whenever the trailers come on, the kids give thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, we do that too. Um, we're like, we're going to see it. We're not going to see oh it. Oh my God. And then they're like, we're going to see it. I'm like, we'll talk about it later. The one they want to see, and I'm just like, why guys? We've watched the the really good ones. And they've watched the series. They want to see the new animated An Adam's Family. And it looks mm. so bad. And I'm like, I can't. They're monsters. They're, they're doing like the monsters with the Adam's Family. And I'm like, just do the monsters. <laughs> don't like, do. Don't. Why are you ruining it. them? So... I'm not happy, and I'm not going to see it. We're just going to have to. We don't go to the movies, but like maybe three times a year. Oh, we go all. We go at least once a month, at least. And I don't know. it's you know for the kids, it's a a nice fun afternoon out. And it's not worth was, it for us. Bobby was laughing at me. He's like, "This is the because I said what a deal in regards to the kids' snack pack." He's like, "That's the first time anybody has referred to something at a concession stand at a movie theater as a deal." That is true. <laughs> and I was like. But Bobby, they get a drink, a, a, the perfect size amount of popcorn, not too much, not too little, and then like a baggie of, of candy. And I'm like, it's perfect. It's literally, and it's only $8.25. I'm like, $8.25? But for like a movie theater, you're like for popcorn, soda, and a candy bag. I'm like, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> Yeah, you are the first person in the history to ever say Obviously something so. is a deal but at the concession stand. He's terrible because the AMC theater makes this giant, like, they have to put it in a pizza box um, pretzel. And he always orders it. I'm like, stop ordering that pretzel. And he's like, I just love it. And I'm like, stop. You should not eat that many carbs in one sitting. This That's is not good for you. Bread. It's not worth it for us. It's just the stress of keeping Jackson still. Yeah. And then the movie excitement and it's usually mm -hmm. loud and we have to put headsets on so that they can take them on or off if it gets too loud. Yeah. It's just, it's just too much. And then not knowing if the movie is going to have moments where it's not good for them doesn't work for yeah. me too. And I can't go to the movies before going to the movies. Like that doesn't work for my life. So we end up just like kind of feeling it out or like we mm -hmm. know for sure it's going to be somewhat decent like Toy Story 4, you know? Oh, that's terrible. Um, but is that we end up going and that's with that's with our hookup, Ivan, yeah. who always comes, which is the best thing ever. I probably should not throw him under the bus. <laughs> but he's always like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, what? And he gives us popcorn and he pretends like he's like 
helping a customer oh. who's complaining. I'm like, yeah. yeah, don't do it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is fun. Anyways, but we rarely go. Chris and I will go maybe a couple more times. Like, I thought I wanted to see that Once Upon a Hollywood dream. Oh, time. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was great. Yeah. But then I realized I don't know half the stuff that I thought I knew about that movie. So then I was like, forget it. I just want to see it. I, so. It's not. I mean, it helps if you know about the Manson murders, but you don't have to. We definitely go see the movies to the movies, Bobby and I, date night when we're in Vegas because the kids stay with the parents and then we can. But you're like, I'd rather go somewhere where I can talk to Chris. Like, I'd rather go and like enjoy my husband. Yeah, but the movie's just a topic that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> like, it's not go to the movie, See, come back. And we, no. you know, Bobby and I love to analyze. So we sit there. Yeah, y'all are a little bit different. And maybe that's. Maybe that's it. Like Bobby and I were hardcore also... analyzing Dora after that. We were like, that was no. terrible. <laughs> like we were... And y'all have a lot more time together, I feel like, too, maybe. We know. try. I mean, that was the one perk about quitting my job is that Bobby and I hang out a whole lot. And it's kind of nice and kind of fun. Like yeah. I really enjoy it. We're I... ships through the night and rarely see each other. Like I will not see Chris again today until 5 o'clock. Are you big texters? Because Bobby and I text each other all the time. Like even if we're in the same house, I'm like, oh, check this out. No, I mean, we no, because when he's in class, I can't text him. Mm. He's teaching class. And then I'm recording right now, mm-hmm. so I can't, we can't text. Oh, we text um, and then I'm going to be in a school meeting and then yeah. I'm going to be in OT. So... Yeah, it's yeah, tough. it's uh, it's, we just I, it doesn't I don't know I feel like the harder Jackson gets the further Chris and I are, mm. but we'll work on it. I mean, we acknowledge that, and now it's just a weird time because school yeah. has so many meetings and then moving is crazy. But yeah, eventually it'll get better. But yeah, that's when I w- go with Chris. It's like I don't want to be in front of a TV. Mm. Like I want to well, sure, I go to a place with dinner and like enjoy my husband yeah. more. And maybe it's because we don't get as much time. You yeah. Know? Like if we get more time, then it'll be different. But and then I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I yeah. don't know. But everyone has their thing. Yeah. For Bobby and I, it's the movies. The kids love it. Um, but I'm also a Band-Aid ripper offer. Like when we got them, the first, well, I was like, what the fuck do I do with these kids? Because <laughs> we had like four weeks before school started. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do I have to do? So I was trying to find everything I could do with them. Like, we took them to the zoo. We took them here. We took them there. Like, we just took them everywhere we could. And I remember the first movie that we took them to see in the theaters because there was nothing. For some reason, I felt like there was nothing out that was appropriate. But Frozen Sing-Along had popped up at El Capitan. Oh, that'd be fun. And I love El Capitan. And it's, it's fun in that the kids are at, like, like, they put the lyrics up on the screen and then, like they make it snow during the Let It Snow sequence. Of course, it's Disney. Of course, but the kids are sort of coached to like sing along, and you you don't have to not worry about like talking through the film. Like it's meant to be uh, a group experience, and you're going for the fun of it. Yeah. Th- so AMC has the sensory s- mm-hmm. sensitive ones, and they're like I think at ten o'clock one Saturday. Yeah, like the fourth Saturday or something. I always miss it. That's yeah. the end of things. So I was like, well, maybe I'd go to that one. I'd feel less judged and less whatever. Because yeah. we always end up going in the morning, so there's not a lot of people and it's fine. Yeah. So maybe that would help a whole lot. But um, the first movie that I took the girls to see was Frozen. Oh, how funny. And I intentionally saw it with my best friend, Sunny, which is <laughs> funny because it was her and I we went to go yeah. see a Disney movie together because we wanted to see it. And then I realized it was me fine. So then yeah. we took the, the twins to see it. And in that, I get all these text messages that one of my best friends 
was getting placed with twins. Oh. So it was this really cool. Like I remember yeah. so intently because I'm in the middle trying to enjoy this movie, but then I'm like, <gasps> you're, you're the person twins. who takes their phone out and reads their text during a movie. Um, I had ne- to. She's no. getting twins. No. That's no. Uh, the only time I've off. done. DND. Don't you dare. That's the only reason why I did it is because of she I've was gotten twins. people kicked out of movie theaters for texting. I could see you doing that. Like it pissed me. Like especially, well, it only happened at the Arc Light because the Arc Light that was Bobby and I like favorite date night experience because you go they have this great diner or not diner restaurant to the Arc Light and we would go to the movie and that was the first place that was doing the reserve seating. Yeah, it's nice. So it was so, and we just loved going to like Sherman Oaks and then we would get Starbucks on the way out. Like it was fun. Like those are fun evening. Ivan out. doesn't work for Arc Light. That's the reason we don't go. But there was a person texting and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I just paid for my evening out. I'm like, I'm going to go complain, Bobby. I'm going to go complain. And they, Arclight handled it so well, and they kicked him out of the theater because they wouldn't stop. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Shows you, I don't remember what movie it was. I don't think Well, I you could have kicked me out because my best friend was getting twins. I was. You should have walked out. It was, I wasn't doing it through the whole entire movie. Oh, bad. Whatever. I don't. I it was, it. my friend's hate. life was forever altered at that call. And I text. hate texting. Hate it. Which is really weird because you're on your phone all the time. But there are times where you're not. Like dinner, you turn your phone off. We've well, been to dinner plenty of times and you do not Well, turn that's your phone you. Off. I mean with my kids. <laughs> you turn the phone oh, off. Oh, I don't feel loved at all right now. <laughs> I turn it off for them. Um, well, And actually, I moved my phone away from my bed. So wow. I can't because I would, I would have a bad habit of being on it late at night. I do a lot of work on my phone. I actually told Bobby when the new iPhone comes out, if they have a bigger one again, I'm going to upgrade to the bigger one because I do graphic editing on there. I do ton- I do tons of stuff on my phone. Like it's not just for looking at stuff. Like I'm, I wrote the letter for my IEP thing on my phone. I write, you know, I do budgeting on my phone. I do tons of stuff. It's, it's really become my computer. Like I have, I've told Bobby, like, I need a computer. computer. Yeah, I told him I needed a computer because I was doing all this stuff on my phone and I wanted a computer and I never use my computer. Oi, I just keep using my phone because it's so convenient. But I was like, I need to make this go away. So I moved it to the other room for when I go to bed. That makes sense. So I won't be tempted. But then I got this really cool alarm clock that wakes you up. Um, it's supposed to pull you out of REM easier. Is it a progressive light one? Yeah. We've had one for like seven years and we love it. I love it. I'm in love. And I only, for the first time yesterday, I managed to sleep enough through the light that it got to the bird noises. Oh, I love it. We've had two of those. Funny story there. So the one that we originally got was in one of those airplane catalogs. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, what is it called? Yeah. It was one of those. It's just gone now. R.I.P. Oh. I've always wanted to order something in there. And we were looking at it and I was like. We should get one of these. Yeah. And Chris was like, I don't know. And he was, then he surprised me with mm-hmm. it. I'm like, we ordered something from the Sky Mall. <laughs> We've made it. We are people that have money <laughs> kind of thing. And yeah. we got it. And it was a, it was brilliant. And yeah. it did it through the light mm-hmm. and then a sound. And then it also had smells. But the reviews on the smells yeah. was like, don't use a felt thing. They could catch on fire and burn your house down. <laughs> so we didn't really use the smell yeah. one. But it was like a threesome. And then that died. And so then Chris got uh, another one. So now yeah. we have another one. And exactly what it does, it brings it up. Yep. I love of. it. And it's way. I'm sad because now that I wake up so much earlier than the family to yeah. go to work, I can't wake up with it because uh, I'll wake up Chris. So even though gotcha. half the time we're not in the same bed anyway because someone's in with Jackson. But 
Yeah. Maybe one day. And then the, we don't have it for the girls just because we just wake them up because they're never awake on time. Tony so. manages to wake up. Uh, Belle and Tony are really good about waking themselves up. When we finally get a a house where all kids can have their own room, it'll be interesting to see if Anna can wake herself up. Because she relies on the other two to wake her up. And I'm like, no, no, you got to wake yourself up. Yeah, we're pro- maybe in the new house we can get them one of those yeah. lights and then it can go up. Although Chris has managed to build lights with LEDs that go attached to Echo and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. <gasps> I forgot to tell you. What? So we're not talking Harry Potter, but the girls and I, we were reading it, right? Yeah. And we're in the last book. And so at dinner, Chris goes, have you gotten to the part where Hermione dies? <laughs> and, and I went, Chris, no. No, and then yeah. Zandy's eyes were like, "What? <laughs> Hermione can't die? What?" And I was like, "Don't worry about it. We're whatever." We're, and I told Chris yeah. where we were, and then we like continued on with the conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. like totally pretending like it was a slip up. Yeah. And then, like twenty minutes later, I catch her going to Alexa, going, "Alexa, does Hermione die in Harry Potter?" <laughs> <laughs> and Alexa responded, "Hermione Granger is alive, and her birthday is September nineteenth." Oh, and then she came running out and was like, you lied. She doesn't die. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Alexa's totally a better mother than me because she told the truth. It was really funny. Well, she's not a fun mom. so Although she does do jokes of the day and <laughs> stories. And I caught them asking Alexa to help them with their math homework once. Aww. And I was like, no, 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 no. Why? Help. Alexa, what's 14 plus 15? Oh, so they're just using it as a calculator. It wasn't like, Alexa, what does it mean when it says greatest common factor? <laughs> no, it was like, let me do this math sheet and I'll uh, ask you uh. every single question and you'll give me the answer and I'll write that answer down. Yeah, I made Tony upset the other day because he had to do his math and I was like, what are you doing with the calculator? He's like, and I was like, no. I've told him now every time he says, bro, I'm like, that's literally a brain cell dying. <laughs> so just so you know, you the more you say him. it. You should charge him like 20 cents. I want to. I'm like, stop it. Like, everything's bro, bro. And I'm like, you're dumb. Like, he's not going to do it when he's 29. But movies, characters have such better catchphrases. It's like, get a better catchphrase. I was listening to Dana Carvey on Conan O'Brien, and apparently he just made his catchphrase up on the spot (laughs) just to make fun of everyone who has catchphrases. Yeah. And then it ended up being his catchphrase. I was laughing really hard. I was like, ah, joke's on you. Oh, was it on Hulu? There. God, I can't remember. Was it Hulu, Amazon Prime, or Netflix? One of those has a really good documentary about the Dana Carvey show. Really? And it was so good. And I like I had to buy the Dana Carvey show on on DVD after that. It's only it was on one DVD. It was one season, six episodes. But like I remember watching it, and I texted my friend, and I said, I want you to tell me the part where I had to pause the documentary because I laughed so hard I started crying. And she's like... She's like, all right, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. So as we're watching, all of a sudden I get a text, and she she was right. The part that she said, she's like, I think this is the moment. And I'll I was like, have to watch it. You're right. It's it's so good. He's amazing. It is. And you realize he was so ahead of his time. And I feel so bad in a way because he didn't get he didn't get what he deserved in terms of the success. No, that makes complete sense. Like, um, you know they fell out, my understanding. Who's the guy who did Wayne's World with him? Mike Myers. Really? Like he and Dana Carvey had a falling out because of sort of his success and Dana Carvey's lack of success. And But um, what's Mike Myers doing now? No, he's got that Shrek money. <gasps> that Wayne's That is him. You know, so he's fine. <laughs> I think Dana Carvey's <laughs> fine too. Let's be real. He's probably doing he could have probably done better and it's it just sucks because it 
when you see how great the potential of the Dana Carvey show was, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Like the people writing it was just man. Like Louis C.K. was writing it. Stephen Colbert and Stephen uh, oh oh from The Office. What's his name? Stephen. I don't know the actor who played Michael Scott, but the I two of them I, are on the show. I forget people. Michael, Stephen, Mike, no, that's no, Michael Scott. No, yeah. Uh, God, I can't remember. It's not shit. I can't know, but you know who I'm talking about. I know who but you're talking the about. Two I them, actually do know who you're talking about. The two of them are on the show. Steve, no, it's Steve. It's not Steven. It's Steve. It starts with a C, doesn't it? Anyway, the two of them are on this show together. The writing staff is insane talent, <laughs> and you're just going. Oh Why did God. not this go? Yeah, it, well, it, it didn't go because the TV executives had no idea where to place it, mm. and I don't want to spoil it. But man, don't no, don't say anything. I don't really want to watch it because I'm watching. When, he's doing a six part series with Conan O'Brien. Yeah, it's like d- dive deep with Dana Carvey yeah, yeah. or something, and he's just doing impressions and what he wanted to do and all these things that he wasn't able to do and like his favorite yeah. bits here and there, and it's really good. It was so biting. This. It really could have been the greatest sketch show for when it ran. It, it could have been amazing. And it was the ABC executives who destroyed it. They ruined it. Yeah. But, oh, man. It w- I'm telling you, it's so good. Such a good documentary. And the show in itself, I, I have the DVD of it, is so good. And I love it. Um, I'll have to check that one out, too. I think we're going to show the kids Wayne's World, actually. Bobby and I were talking about that. I said, do you think they're okay with no, um, because I'm going to get a surprise because I there's a movie called Baby the Last Dinosaur that I used to watch all the time on the Disney Channel. Okay. And it was fine. It's not like a great movie, but it's like about this little dinosaur. Like there's actually these dinosaurs that still live in Africa and like the deep in the jungle. And this woman has to return this baby whose mom is shot to its tribe, right? Right. This little dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's like a puppet. And it's kind of cute, kind of creepy, but it's fine. It's a fine movie. I used to watch it all the time. So I bought it on Blu-ray because I'm like, oh, I want to show it to the kids. Um, what I didn't know is that Disney cut out a five-minute <laughs> sequence of topless Native women dancing. Oh, my goodness. And the the like five profanity words that are in the middle of this movie. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's all these movies like Goonies and like that. They're like all, all these random ones. Yeah, that you have these like moments where you're like, oh, I'm used to watching it on TV and it wasn't like that. Yeah, I like, watched it on this and it wasn't like that. I was like, this this wasn't there. And Bobby's like, what the hell are you showing? I'm like, I don't know. And I didn't want to turn it off because I was like, well, I don't want to because they were like supposedly indigenous dancing. Like I'm like, this is a custom of their people. Like I just didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh my god, this is the worst. Like it wasn't attractive boobs. I'll say that it was very. Like women who've never worn human a bra, boobs. yeah. Who human, like indigenous older boobs. women boobs, you know, not young fresh boobs. But I was like, man, I fucked up big time. And like I, I showed gorillas in the mist, and I knew what was happening at the end with you know gorillas in the mist with yeah. Diane Fossey. I don't think I've ever seen it. Uh, it's it's about Diane Fossey. Like it's a movie with Sigourney Weaver playing her, and I know she. I remember she got gets killed, but I forgot the whole like affair sequence that has where she's having a marital affair, and I'm like. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, this—it's like some of these things yeah. you forget that you watched edited so much, or you forget the real version. Yeah, or you haven't seen them in so long that that, that part things. isn't in there. Like I remember Titanic. Like, okay, I've got to got to prep for that, you know. And that's where Tony got his first boner. Uh-huh. Um, so I mean, I I know sometimes it's coming, but other times it's like, oops, <laughs> yeah. didn't 
Didn't mean to, to put that on. Didn't mean to show that. And it surprises you. Like, it really surprises me. Like, I thought this movie was fine. I thought. You're like, I oops, I forgot. What happened? Like, there was something in Indiana Jones. We're like, oh, yeah, Indiana Jones. Like, the kids have been on the ride at Disneyland. This is when I feel like the racist stuff comes up a whole lot more. Because yeah. you, they was, not that it was intentional. Yeah. But there was a different mentality. Yeah. So I have to always be like. They just said something I shouldn't have said. Yeah. So, oh man, it just, it's so tough. So I don't know. I feel like, especially since they're older, we just talk about, like Bobby and I try to live our life as contextualists, which means that we watch and absorb everything in context to its period, not in a modern day context. So if you're watching Gone with the Wind, you have to understand the context of when that movie and the book were written. That makes sense. It was written this many years after the war. It was written as a statement of this. It was da-da-da-da-da. So we try to frame everything when we talk to the kids in the form of contextualism. All right, makes sense. Um, so, but that means you have to be well-versed in history and why things were written and done a certain way. And they'll they'll come up, they'll be like, Mom, why is it like this? And they're like, ugh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> because, and you know, you'll have to go into full detail of certain things. So, you know, that's that's why in the lazy way watching Current movies is easy because you can put it in a modern day context. Quickly. Yeah. But like, I still think there's a lot of valid things. Oh, they're just different. It's a different time in movie making. It was just different. Yeah. Both are great. So, you know, it's. This rebooting stuff is killing me though. Yeah. Stop it. Stop making live action over animated. Just make new stuff. Make new stuff. It's just for us, it's a really a big balance of not being triggering and the screen time, and then yeah. enjoying it for what it's worth, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So, And Chris and I are, are readers, so, like, half the time we don't put the TV on after they go to bed and we just read a book. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm in a good book, I'm, I'll spend three weeks not reading, not watching anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those people that I'm okay without not. Yeah. I never watched one episode of Game of Thrones. I'm fine with that. Do I know all the references that people make? No, but I'm okay. I don't care. Well, when it whenever there's a movie or a show based on a book, I like to read the book first. Yeah, it makes sense because there's so much left out. Which is why I hate Forrest Gump. Um, it's also probably why I hate Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, there are very few books I've never finished. You don't have to tell I me will, this because I don't even know well, what Game of Thrones is about really. No, I'm just talking about my reading style. So like I will finish a book even if I hate it. Because I'm like, I have to finish See, it. I don't do that anymore because my t- like. But Game of Thrones is, is the one book that I was like 200 pages in. I'm like, I give up. But I'm not doing this. Oh. <laughs> this is not, I'm like, I'm not going any further. I can't stand the way he writes. I can't stand the storyline. I'm like, this is a waste of my time. And if I have to go through four massive books... I'm going to hate my life. So I was like, but so why would you do that? Like, I'm definitely, I used to be like that. And now I well, just realize, like, if I'm not enjoying myself, then why am I going to put myself through it? Because sometimes like, I'm fine. there's a reward at the end. Like, there there could be. Of what? Oh, I finished a book? Great. Uh, I can I finish mean, another book and say, oh, I finished a book. Sometimes you just want to know how it ends, even if you're not enjoying it. You know? I just, there's I like some, to I finish. Mean, I just like to finish them. I like to get them done. Sense. I read fast. So it's not like the worst thing in the world no, to I get have that. to to read like another 600 600 pages is 6 hours for me so it's not a big deal but it's game the very few books and the only one i can think of right now is game of thrones will stop me and i'll just be like you know what i don't even care there's been plenty matter. of books that i stopped oh, reading oh i do remember the other one so and this, see i was hoping for something better 
Clan of the Cave Bear is an excellent book. I've never heard of it. Jane M. All. And she did a lot of research on Neanderthal and early Homo sapiens and everything. Okay. It's a fantastic book. Well-researched. It's a fantasy, like I guess historical fiction maybe. Um, But it's well-written. Okay. Uh, It does have graphic rape in it because like that's how she was a Neanderthal species would have been. They would have been more animalistic and everything. But it's a great book. And then every book after that gets worse and worse and i think there's five books now maybe six in the series i didn't even finish the last one. i didn't even read it i was like i forget it and then the one before the last one i got halfway through and i was like this is just worse than the other ones and the other ones were so bad i'm not finishing this so that one i didn't care to finish did you finish miracle mile or miracle morning or morning yes i did finally that was a good one I have a lot of self-help books where for whatever reason I can power through a good chunk. Like I'll get an hour. Most self-help books are like 150 pages, 180 or something. Yeah, but I can't read those. Like I can't sit down and read for three hours those. I have to like read it and then process and apply and then read and then process and apply and then read and then process and apply. I'll tell you what Miracle Morning says that I think is really actually interesting is he says read through a a self-help book like immediately, like just read through it and then go back for the deeper reading. I'm not going to read a book another time. Like, oh, I'm not no? that person. No, well, I mean, I do well you have Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, but. Well, that's because that's my escape. Yeah. It's like my weed. Like, I get into a different world and I get to pretend like life mm-hmm. is great and there's and good trumps evil and mm. it's an easy world. Yeah. Um, That still has character and depth and stuff like that. Right. But another book, it's like I, I there's too much out there that I need to read and there's too much for me to do and mm. too much that I probably would never read i rarely read a book twice oh i read no drama discipline the whole brain child and the connected child are probably the three books that i've read mm-hmm. more, than, more once. than once i and harry potter obviously but like even lord of the rings i loved lord of the rings mm-hmm. and reading it never read it again i, I probably mean, read a little princess a couple times a year and i read the anne of green gable series the entire series over and over again and gone with the wind every summer i spend and i spend one day and i just read it all over again same no and I, uh there's just too much out there for me to figure out. Like I, my list of things I need to do and read yeah. and stuff is too high for me to. The same with I do the same thing with TV. Like there's very few movies oh, sure. and series. Like I've done. Like I'm never gonna watch Jane the Virgin. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch Superstore. I'm never gonna watch most of these shows. But every now and then, it really has to be the right actor and the right tone. Like Better Call Saul, I watch. Silicon Valley, I watch. Baskets is over. So I don't really have any series. Maybe Brooklyn Nine Nine and Good Place. That's it. I'm doing Good Place. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I'm catching up with Jane the Virgin. I think it's yeah. just fun escape, and it's, a, it's they make fun of itself, and I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's just not my. I looked at it, and I was like, it's not my, my style. What is it? I don't think. Um, I like really liked Ugly Betty too. So that's the reason I think I started it. I watched the first two seasons of Ugly Betty and just couldn't get into it. So maybe that's why I don't like Jane the Virgin. Like it feels very Ugly Betty ish. And I was well, yes, yeah, telenovela kind of yeah, stuff. It's just not my. Um, I was gonna say I like I watched Friends like twice. I've oh, watched Frasier like a couple twice. You don't like Friends? I hate Friends. Oh geez, I've never been a Friends. I'm like this show sucks. <laughs> I've watched Cheers <laughs> a couple times over again. I watched Frasier, but Cheers and Frasier I was very sporadic. Like uh, what I like about Frasier is you didn't really need to know what was going on like week to week. It wasn't episodic. It was like here's a contained episode. You know, yeah. I I like shows where you have to follow along. I think that makes complete sense. There's very um, you. You can easily catch up by watching one and yeah. know exactly what the plot yeah, line yeah. is from before. 
But I'm just saying, like some of the old ones I've watched over again, like Gilmore Girls and stuff. Yeah, oh, I couldn't. But get any Gilmore of the, Girls. any of these new ones, I'm kind of like, nah, I don't need to watch it again. Like I don't need to. Yeah. There's just too much out there and too much I need to do to. I've I've in my head waste my time doing it again. I've allowed myself to not complete things. I used to be a completionist. Like you have to complete it. You have to watch it all the way through. But you have to complete books. You just said. Yeah, but I was same way with TV. But like, Orange is the New Black. I, never I think I checked it. out yeah. season three and I was like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I kind of have a rule though. If it's really mainstream and popular, I just don't do it because a part of me oh, is just like you're too. You're like I gotta be off the <laughs> off the grid or whatever. Well, now with all the stupid channels like Disney Plus, Disney blah, 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 CBS Access, blah blah blah, HBO, like there's too many shows. There's too many. Well, we only do Netflix and Amazon. Like we don't even do anything else. Because well, are like, you gonna do Disney Plus? No. So you're going to lose all your Disney stuff. That's fine. There. We don't even really do a lot of Disney. Huh? I think you'd be surprised. What Name things that are Disney that the kids would watch. I don't, a lot of those TV shows. I, don't I know. hate how the parents are portrayed in all of those. Oh, the live action ones. The animated ones aren't so bad, but the live actions are the worst. The, no. they, they got banned from the live actions. We did Jake and the Neverland mm-hmm. pilots for a little while, and then they picked up the whole, like, never from it, and we stopped mm. watching it. We, like... What about all, all those these... classic movies? They're going to put all the old classic Disney movies. A lot movies of them we have on DVD already. So right. it's like, you know, like that... I think we're getting Disney Plus, but then there's we just do so many cable. that's like, well, it's not cable, it's streaming. No, we probably won't. So, it, and that's the whole thing is that stream. I'm like, what if we go back to where you could buy one package that has everything? So it's it's just a mess. Well, I guess maybe we'll look into it if they have the old ones like DuckTales and Tailspin. And they're like... supposed to. Like, they're supposed to be, like, they're opening up every vault and. Everything but Song of the South is going to be released. Everything but that one? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not maybe doing we Song will. of the South. Maybe we will. I don't know. Because a lot of those, like Hannah Montana, I don't want to have the kids watch that. I don't uh. want to watch Shake It Up. Like all these ones. And the next stage they're in for Disney is just, it's going to be a lot of conversation that I don't want to have. Uh. So it's kind of like, nah. Like, what was the show that had brats in it? They had these twins in it. I have no idea. Oh, Littlest Pet Shop. Oh, I had these it. twins that were just bratty, and we had to have conversations about them with that. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just, there's always, yeah. I'd rather just have the kids. I mean, we're getting a yard. So I'm like, mm-hmm. another reason why we should have a pool. Let's go to the pool for three hours. Come in. <laughs> you can just go outside and do stuff. Yeah. So, But we have a weird rule on screen time, too. So it's just our kids are so sensitive in certain things underdeveloped and other things and yeah. then just need so we'll see nah. yeah i'm gonna I, finish watching jane the virgin though okay. the mother effing podcast is hosted and produced by patty crouch and heather dragulescu subscribe to us on apple podcasts spotify anchor or wherever you get your podcasts And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.